welcome to the live All Things Comedy Podcast. Please give a big round of applause for Al Magical and Bill Burr. Brian, how are you? Hey! How's it going? Thanks for coming out. Can't see shit. Look at this. Oh, what an adorable little theater. It's great. No, it's a great spot. I, yeah, uh, I, I thought these microphones were gold. It was just the lighting. <laughs> Pretty nice. I thought we were moving up. I feel is weird without great. a table. Is it strange without a table, something? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm like a sitting down comic right now. Like I'm going to tell you a story. Let me take you back to 1945. <laughs> Spotlight. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming out. You are here for the All Things Comedy. We started a podcast network, and we started it in uh, 2013, October 2013, yes. with 10 podcasts. Uh, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky, uh, Ari Shafir, a bunch of others, and then it evolved. Now we have 60 podcasts. We have four and a half million listeners. We All the comics own it. Yes. Right. <laughs> So you actually have comedians that get on their own distribution network, and uh, hopefully, you know, it's a multi-channel network for professional comics. I love that I say all this jargon. He has no idea what I'm fucking talking about. And uh, I know what it is. I just can't say it as good as you. I just sit here and nod. I'm like the first lady right now. What he said. Yes. Old school first lady. Right? So, yeah, and then uh, eventually... Not the new ones that tweet. Yeah. Go on like Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know what they're doing, other than making their husbands' jobs way more difficult. You know? Come on, guys, it's time to push back. How far back are we just gonna fucking act like everything they say is valid? Come on. They're humans. They make mistakes too. I understand. So yeah, we uh we got the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good cut, bad cut. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I do. Walk that if one you off. listen before, this is this is what happens. Uh, yeah, he rants about the fucking first lady and Jimmy Kimmel appearances, and I fucking hey, his per- fucking relatives have murdered people. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to hear it from you, Al. <laughs> fucking talk about me. Look at your family tree with all those machetes in it. It's true. No, some people come to this country because they were struggling, and then others come to this country because people were struggling as those immigrants were choking the fuck out and killing them. And that's what a felony conviction yeah, is what right. they were doing. My grandfather killed a guy with a machete. That's what happened. The fucking guy stabbed him first, and his, dad, his grandfather mind-fucked him. said, hey, let's settle this like men. I'll meet you at the corner of town. And the fucking guy showed up with the same little knife. And his, Al Madrigal's fucking senior senior showed up with a machete. That was it. What does? That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> and years later, you were the hatchet man at your parents' business where you right. fired people. There I, you go. You brought right. the violence uh, down, game. but it was the same game. It's the same game. I got in a fight here. The last time I was in this theater was for the John Oliver's stand-up uh, show. And it was me, Pete Holmes, Brennan Walsh, and Kamel Nanjani. And uh, there was this show. guy. It was a great show. John Oliver fucking killed. And so, but there's a guy right where you are who's got the iPad 2. Just came out the day before, so whenever that was. And he's got a brand new iPad 2. And we discovered backstage that he was tweeting to 30 people. 
And every comic asked him to put it away. So just imagine this guy sitting right in the front, is holding it up, like really trying to show it off. And he's tweeting. We discovered he was tweeting to 32 people. So then... <laughs> About every joke? Yeah, pretty much. It was fucking horrible. So every, every comic is like, he won't put it away. He won't put it away. I said so. Every single person said so. And then, of course, I got a snap. And I go... Uh, Buddy, we've all asked you to politely put the thing away. Just please put it away. And then he gave me one of these. Just keep doing your fucking one of those. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's a great one. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he made you his subject. Yeah, it was brutal. And then inside, right here, crazy machete to the head guy uh, comes out. And, oh. Yep. And I go, look, you don't put the fucking thing away. I'm going to kick your teeth in. And so I'm like, something horrible. And uh, I said, we don't mind. If you're in the back, if you're a journalist and you're sort of reporting on this, this is your job. There's people happily doing that. I can't see past this third row right now. Fuck, take out all the iPads you want. <laughs> but in the front row, sir, please. Everyone's asked you. And then it was got a whole thing in a shouting match, and he stormed out. It was terrible. So that, that was the last time I was here. It was a Al yeah. rage incident. Sounds like more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he gets into this giant fight. He talks about, yeah. all I do is rant, dude. You actually have, you have legitimate, you have legitimate anger. He's like, you hey, got... It you comes. do have those, like, mad genius murdering fucking glasses on right now. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we have a great show for you guys tonight, uh, today, this afternoon. Uh, and uh, let's bring these guys out, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Uh, are they ready? Are they here? Or do we got them? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is, uh, is going to be an awesome show. Uh, do you guys know who's going to be here? Do you have any idea? Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my friend... Nick Thune, Nick Thune, comedian Nick Thune, our yes, friend, sir, Nicholas, and we're very happy to have on the show, ladies and gentlemen, this is exciting, Sinbad! This is great. I'm really glad you guys introed me first, because... That would have been a very bad thing to walk yeah, out yeah. Wait, not Sinbad? <laughs> we know what we're doing. We made you put Sinbad in the middle. I was going to be sitting here half in the dark. I know nobody gives a shit once you come out here. <laughs> that little comics, they just, y'all, y'all don't hold back. It's just, look, man, you suck. Look, um, Listen, you're yeah, not no. Sinbad. <laughs> so no, I saw you, first time I saw you live was in uh, Montreal Comedy Festival. It was the Uptown show. Because they, wow. they won't call it the black show. Yeah, they'll call it the black uptown show. Yeah. show. Like, for some yeah. reason, black people always live uptown. Urban. Yeah, the, urban. Up t- the uptown, it was uptown show. show. Then there was one at the, man, the Soda. Club Soda. Yeah. That black night. But when I first did it, you probably saw me in 94, right? No, I saw you, you like saw in, in 2004 90? or oh, something. No, I did. And it was a bunch of us young guys going up there, filthy as hell, just everybody trying to get a deal. Everybody more raunchier than the next one. I remember seeing you sitting there, and I know that you work totally clean. I was going, like, oh, man, he's going to. He's going to have a rough one going on after all this, an hour of filth. He went on stage within three seconds. The whole crowd forgot everybody that went on before. And dude, you destroyed. It's one of the great sets I've seen in 23 years of doing this stuff. This guy destroys. Thank you. Can kill it. Yes. Yo, man, can kill it nine in the morning or one the at night. The eye contact thing is weird. I can't. 
Jones are dirty, dirty or clean. People, I was dirty when I started. People don't know that. Oh, really? I was dirty when I started. What happened? We all sounded like bad Richard Pryor. We were all bad Richard Pryor. And one night my dad came to the show. I said, well, let me just clean up tonight. But I talked about everything I had said dirty. I just took the dirty words out. Right. And people swore that I had been dirty. I said, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm going to flip this around a little bit. I didn't, I didn't realize, though, when I became clean, see, comedy is comedy. I don't look at dirty comics, clean comics. Right. What made me mad when I got to Hollywood, they said, well, what kind of Negro is he? Is he happy <laughs> Negro or sad Negro or mad Negro? So because I was clean, they put me in the happy Negro box, and they called me the all-American comic. I said, I got kicked out of the military. I got kicked out of college. Of all the brothers you could have picked because of language, so right. because of language. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll cuss in movies so they get past it. But they just wouldn't give me... They kept saying, man, we won't put you with some kids. I said, I need to kill a kid. I need to kill a kid and sleep with his mother and over his dead body. And drop an F-bomb. That's right. Well, I did it when, you know, when I did uh, um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They wrote... It's called... It said, Sinbad, you my bitch, bitch. So when I did that show, they, he will never do this. They wrote... It's every dirty word. I couldn't wait to do that show. How, how did you get kicked out of the military? Oh, dude. You tried to get kicked out. I tried. I tried. Dude, what I tried. what branch? Air Force. Air Force. Okay. And thing is, I, I, I would join the Air Force to play basketball thinking I would play ball in the Air Force and a pro team would snatch me out the Air Force because my dad said, you never think anything through because I was recruited to the Air Force Academy and I said, well, I, I can't cut my afro so right. I can't go here. You didn't know that they... You never saw stripes or any of those army No, that's, I did see stripes. But because of stripes, I thought you could. Oh, yeah, because Bill, yeah, Bill Murray just, man. He just got the regular yeah, haircut. Yeah, they didn't cut their hair. Oh, so they wanted to go John Candy on you. Yeah, they tried to go. I said, no, 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 no. no. There was no women in the Air Force at that time. And they said, well, don't worry. A couple, couple times you had to have a party. This is what you're trying to get me with? Two times here we're going to see women? And he said, we're going to get a great education. I said, I'd rather be stupid with some ladies than heavily educated and have nobody. So how long did you last? I lasted three and a half years because when I, I was trying to get kicked out for three years. And they said, the guy said, you want to get kicked out? Say you want to stay. I said, man, I've seen the error of my ways. I want to stay. They had me out in three weeks. That's and you just had six more months? Six more months. But see, if I finish, it doesn't, it doesn't fit my M.O., I didn't finish college. I don't finish jobs. Well, wait a minute. At some point, you must have got your hair cut. There's no way they let you walk around three and a half years. Okay. I'm warning for the last time, Private yeah. Sinbad. I'm going to cut that damn hair. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to well, get to what it. Happens. They cut your hair once. They cut your hair once, and then the brothers taught me how to use a stocking cap. They cut your hair one time, and then you use a stocking cap to keep your hair low. So you, so you go on the weekend, you got this big fro. But during the week on the base, your hair is low. And the only time we got busted, we go to the gym and play basketball. We had big hair. And then the officer's wife came in. They had afros. Snitch. Little snitch. <laughs> so she snitched on us. And I had a goatee because it was called 3510. He had shaving bumps. If you're black, you go to the shaving clinic and see your face break out. I had a black roommate. I remember yeah, yeah. that. You, yeah, the you same put the yeah. shit on his face yeah, yeah. and walk around the, the shave for two hours. Yeah. Just walk around. I yeah. just remember going, is he ever going to shave it? And then he just wiped it off and it was gone. It's his nasty smelling stuff in the world. Magic shave. A smooth face. And you wouldn't put that for design, but I had a Malcolm X goatee. And they said, well, you got to save that. And, 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 he, and he was a second lieutenant, so I didn't salute second lieutenants because you don't know Jack. You just got here. So he said, you're not saluting me, you're saluting this. So I bought some kernel bars, and I put them on my clothes. 
<laughs> and people were saluting, going like, oh, man, that's Sinbad. I said, you're not saluting me. you salute saluting these. <laughs> so they locked me up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I don't understand the hair thing. So you, that's how big your hair can... It's like almost like a, a, a snake in the, uh, like the peanuts can, you know? Like, yeah. Like, you just you, push it down. You press it down. Yeah, it is. And then you just you can it take is it that, off. It, it is that philosophy. You, just, you ever seen... You've probably never seen an afro Sheen blowout commercial. Back in the 70s. I've seen a few. You saw Yeah, I thought you did. <laughs> yeah, you seen an afro Sheen. But see, you're like a mountain man. You see... <laughs> See, you got, you got that white boy beard. Brothers can't grow beards unless you're mixed. You can tell when a brother's mixed because they get their beard like that. Usually we get that little scraggly and it comes into a goatee about as yeah. deep as well, it can. Well, I'm mixed. I'm Norwegian and Irish. Oh, hey, well, that's a mix. That's a crazy mix. <laughs> yeah. That's the beard, yeah. Man, so y'all get that thick. I wanted that thick. Bill Cosby had, remember, Cosby is the only freaking nature. Cosby had that thick beard. Mm-hmm. I could never get it, man. I mean, I, I know that he was, like, you know, taking different supplements. Oh, it's, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, he could be Norwegian. <laughs> You're right. Otherwise, you end up with that weird, like, yeah. Dick, Dick Gregory. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like patchy, yeah, weird, it's like, it's like, Frederick uh, Douglass, itchy yeah. looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always looks so people, itchy. People weren't important. <laughs> yeah, just fighting for slave freedom. But, like, forget that. And his hair was I jacked. Didn't say, go I didn't say his motivations were bad. I look, said man. he looked like he had an itchy and, beard. And he had an afro. It's a difference. I'm you making fun of his facial hair. You didn't see the afro with the part in the middle? That's Oh, yeah. Well, James Brown brought that back in the early yes, 70s. He did. Yes, yeah, he, did. he did. See that? I know a little something. <laughs> I can tell you about hair. <laughs> All right, Play so. in the hand I was dealt. <laughs> I could have pussied out and got hair plugs and jumped in a pool. I said, fuck no, it. don't do that, man. Yeah. Don't do that, man. I'll play either like a nerd or like a racist in every movie for that's the rest amazing. of my life. And there's money in that. There is money in that. Oh, you'll be and the one that, white dude can hang with brothers. That's the easiest role to play. <laughs> I don't want them in our neighborhood. <laughs> you were so believable. <laughs> So you're in the Air Force, and um, <laughs> you haven't cut your hair. <laughs> you're impersonating an officer. Yes, right. And you, so you're doing stand-up at the same time. That's no, it was the Air Force talent show my last year in. I saw this talent show called Tops of Blue. Matter of fact, they, they travel over the world entertained. And they, wear, they they wear jumpsuits and a dickie. And I want, it, Air Force, you don't need much. I wanted the jumpsuit and this dickie because all the women liked it. So I saw this comic. I said... And I ran, I, had a, I said, that's me. That's what I'm doing. All my friends, no, Cass, you funny, man, but you ain't that funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, when, when did that become not that funny? When you say you want to be this for real? So I won, next year I won it. I won, I won at the command level. I won at the worldwide level. And then my officer, my commanding base officer, was mad because I was happy. <laughs> so he told me, I'm not going to let you travel with him. But it's good enough to know that you made it. I said, how about this? How about if I just take your colonel bars and say, no, you could have been a colonel, but no, I'll take your bars. Are you happy now? So they locked me up when I got back to the base. Every time we get locked up, it seems real logical. Like you always say, <laughs> you always go, so they locked me up. I'm going to be like, oh, man, that's fucked up. No, you grabbed the fucking bars off your boss's shirt. <laughs> it seems like, yeah, you're going to be in there like Steve McQueen with your baseball glove. <laughs> See, See that the other side. People didn't, you know. No, they didn't know, I, they didn't know I had issues, man. It's just, I was always, I, you know, before we become comics, we become 
When you become a com what would you know you're gonna be a comic? When did you become a comic and say, no more jobs? When community college wasn't working out. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you found out early. <laughs> I saw I was starting really late. I started at twenty eight and then I Me too. I quit my job uh, when I was thirty two. You so, hung like so wow. you could you you had a job so long you were scared to like you didn't want your family. Well, I came at into you like it. That. I had a little bit of a different thing. So I had a great job. I mean, it was it was a horrible job uh, that you know, it wore on me. But I was making a tremendous amount of money. He fired nice people job. and he loved it. Oh, you're doing human resources. Yeah, I we was, hate uh, you. Yeah, that's right. Most people hated me, but I was really nice about it. I was like, hey, today's going to be your last day. I, uh, Have fun. <laughs> no, I warned you three times. What do you the want decision's to do? been made. Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I had the same line I would say every time. I would say, hi, I'm, um, my name's Al. We're meeting under unfortunate circumstances, but it's been determined that today's going to be your last day. Uh, I have your final check. I understand you have a ficus and a credit card. Uh, grab those wow. and uh, help you to your car, and uh, that'll be the end of it. Don't touch your computer or uh, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> he didn't find many brothers. <laughs> we don't fall for that. You just said, somebody can I talk to you? Say right here. I'm not going in your office. Say what you got to say to me in front of everybody right here. What do you have to say to me? Say it right now. So I'm going to put you I on the stress. Oh, right now? You, well, you, want, you want us to do it? Because uh, I fired plenty of black guys. No. Uh, you fired, no, no. You fired corporate no, I brothers. I want to see this. You fired. <laughs> You fired corporate brothers who wanted to keep the job. No. You didn't fire brothers like, look, I just need to get this That's check what, for a while. That's what I saw up in the air with George Clooney. Fire. I'll fire, fire him. Fire. I want to hear this. Okay. What place did you work at? What's the name of your company? So my, my parents owned the company. So it was all... Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, your wait. parents' company? Listen. Is your daddy's company? Huh. Worse. Oh, uh, hell no. <laughs> daddy's son ain't going to fire me. I'm like, where's your dad? Yeah. First of all, it was worse. It was my mom, and <laughs> Dude. I fired. Right, paint the scenario. You work for your mom? I, I used to have to staff all these medical offices in Oakland, California, and so it, I had like three older, huge black women push me up against the wall at one moment. Uh, it was like the cast of Disorderlies. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> they threatened you. They threatened me because I smiled. Because I had done it so well that I hadn't gotten any action in a long time. And I fired their best friend. But I warned their best friend three times. And fucking, I gave her plenty of opportunities. I was sick of going over there. Nobody wants an like opportunity. That. Just What's shut that? up. Nobody wants... Let it go. All right. Just... Uh, Quit so being I, a snitch. <laughs> Stand up to your mother. Look, these are good people. Uh, no, they weren't. A lot of people are shitty people. Uh, a lot of people don't deserve the job. I can tell. He's not a full-on comic yet. He's still got some human resources in there. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, Did I, you see that? You want to know about how he handles... Uh, <laughs> we were in Atlanta together. Preach, brother. We walk into a bar, and some guy at the bar, he's 6'6", and he reaches over, and he just grabs my shirt, and he goes, Yeah. And that's all the guy did. And, I'm, and Al was standing right there, and he goes, that guy just touched your shirt? And I was like, yeah, he's drunk, dude. You know, and Al, he's so confrontational. I was like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. He just no. touched my shirt. So then we go outside, and I'm sitting next to Al, and the guy walks behind me, do it, Al. Do what he did. And he goes like this. What? To him. And I go, okay, man. I don't want to, you know. And then Al goes, no, you don't just touch a guy's hair. <laughs> So, sir, you just can't touch people's hair like that. You're touching his shirt, now you're touching his hair. And then literally five minutes later, the guy was passed out 
on the cement floor because that's how wasted he was. Yeah. But I Did was you gonna, fire him? But it went to people, a lot of people. I fired him the fuck out of here, and his friends came up, and there was a problem, and they said, we got a problem? I go, yeah, we got a fucking problem. Your friend is touching my friend's hair, and you better fucking get the fuck out of here. Like that. And I grabbed my beer mug, and I don't know if you noticed this, and yeah. I fucking wrapped it, and if somebody really came up, they were going to catch one in the fucking face. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm following that that moment is in his near future. It's going to happen. Now, see, how you do see how brand he is now? Now I was waiting for him. I was, no. hoping, I was hoping one of the three would walk up on me because the other two would probably kill me. <laughs> no, he's a He's psycho. aggressive. He's no, a psycho. He's very, psycho this is all real. That's one of the three fights I've seen him almost get in. So that's, we don't need to get there's into no, those. There's no talk. See, that's the there's just a down, couple man. of pieces need to be pulled out of his pyramid and that whole fucking thing collapses. <laughs> oh. That's all it is. So you go from zero to 60. You that dude like, yo, you're the guy we're going to club no, with. It's just no, you're you the one going to club and go like this. Yeah, we're about to get shot. I don't care. I don't care. No, no, we care. And know what brothers do? We're not with him. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So I, when I went out, for, uh, I used to feature for this guy named Freddie Soto, who's now passed away. He's a great comic. And uh, we had something happen. We were at the Addison Improv. And this is when I first started going out on the road. And in Addison, Texas, they have a great old club there. He sat behind this. Uh, he was selling CDs. And then he had his friend from El Paso come and stand next to him. And he said, because guys would come up, macho guys, you made their girlfriend laugh. Yeah. And then they try to come up after the show and fuck with you. So he said, one guy, a uh, big Latino guy, just fucking hit him in the side of the face. Hey, you think you're funny, bro? And have you ever had anybody come up and fuck with you after shows? Because you're me. the funny guy. Look at me. Uh, you're a big guy. Uh, I get that. <laughs> he has bad in his first name. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sin. No <laughs> Know, know who heckled me, though? Who? And they heckled everybody. Bill Hicks. Remember? In Houston, at the comedy club there, they said, look, man, when I got there, they said, look, Bill Hicks and his crew heckle all the comics. They hit all the comics. I said, who's Bill Hicks? He said, oh, man, he's crazy. He's funny. So I'm doing my show, and I hear in the back, man, what's your premise? I said, come up here and say that. And I hear nothing. I said, that Bill Hicks? I hear what he goes, who's the two? Me and him became friends after the show. I said, I will knock you straight out. <laughs> so he just, he didn't say anything else the whole show. But the scariest moment, like, I started off, it was not a comedy club, it was a black club. But what you're just saying is you we're the same, you and I. No, no, uh, man. I, I, was, I was pretty warned that comics going to heckle. Comics yeah. can't heckle comics? No. You can't heckle, comics can't heckle comics, especially if you can't fight. If you can't fight. <laughs> if that's the rule, if you're going to heckle somebody, you better be able to fight. Like, you can't say, get, get away from my woman if you can't fight. If you can't fight, you gotta get your woman to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, ladies here, all you want, all of you want a guy that's, he's, no, once you get past 25 and 22, you, I just want you so cute, you don't care if he's stupid. But after you get to be about 26, 27, you want a guy who's got a future, but he's still got thug in him. You want a guy with just, like you, like you, you want guys who got just enough. So I know you got thug, I know no, you got, no. I know, man, I can see it in your face. No, I know. No. It's the Aryan head I, that's scary. <laughs> Trust me. That racial profiling goes both ways. I'm a sweetheart. I haven't had a fight since the seventh grade. Come on. That's why. Because look at you. You don't have to fight because they look at you. They think like this, if I fight him, I got to kill him. <laughs> you throw him off, because you start off like this, like this. Brothers like this, man, I think he's crazy or drunk. You have, to, you, have to re, you have to re look at you like, look, man, I think we have to 
He's the kind of guy you put down. I'm still alive. Yeah. That dude who just won't shut up. And your friends, stop, man. Hell, no, man. It's not like that. I've never instigated anything oh, in on. my life. If that guy <laughs> hadn't come up and fucking tussled his hair, it was my hair. Was, I was. It actually made it look cooler. <laughs> <laughs> He needed to be taught a fuck. Hey, like, <laughs> comics heckle other comics, so make it funny. One of my favorite things ever was Jim Florentine and Jim Norton used to, when you'd be in Caroline's, they used to try to start groans to get the crowd to turn on you. You'd, you'd tell a joke that was kind of edgy and they would just kind of be behind people going, oh. And, and they would do it. And they would go around the fucking room and people would start like questioning like that they shouldn't be laughing. And they would mind fuck the whole room. It was one of the... They were masters at They were fucking masters at it. You just got to call them out, though. If a comic does that, ladies and gentlemen, that's an unfunny comic. No. Not working <laughs> no, they, they're <laughs> hilarious. Then no, no, you go ahead. Let's go ahead. It was too funny to call them out on it. You're like, you knew they were doing like, Oh, that's cool. That's Flor- yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, Florentine cool. has this yeah, yeah, distinctive cool. voice, so you heard him in the back. He would start, and then you'd start laughing, and then sometimes you'd actually go even edgier with your shit to help them out to see if they could get the crowd to do it. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. That's funny, man. So the, the Texas Outlaws, uh, there's like Ron Schock, and yep. then it was uh, Bill Hicks, and all these guys that... Watch the documentary on it. Go, go look him up, man. And uh, yep. they were at the Laugh Stop, right? Is that where you were? Yes, Laugh, the Stop. Laugh Stop. in uh, Houston, and that's where they all started. So you're sort of going around and doing the circuit, but then when do you blow up to the point where you're Sinbad and people are going fucking crazy? No, it was... It was um, I was blessed, man. It, it, it happened. I was headlining almost in five months. I would just... Man, back in the day... I knew Relax, Al. It's okay, man. <laughs> Al, we're all on our own trail. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like you. I was... No, I got kicked out of the military. I said, look, man, if I'm going to be... I can't, I can't waste time. My dad was like this. You what? I said, I'm a comedian. He goes, man, you know what? He dropped the phone. I said, hello? He said, man, that's a hobby. That's not a job. I said, I'm not coming home talking about my dad his house. I said, Michigan house is only $20,000. <laughs> you can do that. So, so Larry, he thought you were going to fly jets and you ended up telling yeah, jokes. Man, That's funny. No, I, was, I, was, I read the book, Catch Me If You Can. First, I was a con artist. I just wanted to rob rich white people. But not like with a gun. I wanted to mine, just mine rob them. Like steal their thoughts. Yeah, yeah steal their thoughts. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I've got five of your thoughts in my pocket now. Oh, God. I'm a pink thought. That's a new thing. I like it. But no, I was, I was, I, saw, I found I was, I was kiting checks. I found you could take a check. You could kind of check. What you would do is, back in the day for all digital, you would open up a counter at the bank and they give you deposit checks and you put those deposit checks where the public place was at. So when people make a deposit, it went to your account. So the first time it was $10,000, but I didn't grab it. I said, it can be done. That's all I need to know. But my thing was, in Denver... Is this going to gonna end with you going, and then they locked me up? <laughs> <laughs> I can't take that kind of lockup. I can do yeah, that before lockup. Yeah. I can't do real lockup. No way. No, no. I'm I, sorry, I interrupted. I'm not, no, I'm not built that way for the real lockup, brother. All right, so you don't, you don't grab the $10,000 check. So I started... Uh, I wanted to use cars like horses and stuff on the weekend... And I said, where can we get cars? My friends, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. I, found, I saw Valley Parker, so I got the outfits. I paid the guy for his outfit. I was standing a block away from when they Valley Park at the Brown Hotel in Denver, all the rich people. So I would wait for a jerk. I said, I need a white jerk. I need a white jerk to give me his car. 
and they always show up. One come up, I was getting ready. I, he gave me the keys to the car. He goes, hey, you work hard. One day you can have this. I said, I got it now. <laughs> you <too. laughs> But what I did, because I thought I wasn't stealing it, I wouldn't go to jail, I bring it back and park it at night. And a friend of mine said, you know, the police are looking for you, and you do go to prison for borrowing. Yeah, because that's technically stealing, Yeah, right? but no, it's not stealing. It's did not you stealing. rent like Ferris Bueller right before you did this? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen to me. I've been standing, I was outside of the uh, Palm restaurant in Los Angeles, near like Beverly Hills, and somebody fucking came up and uh, threw keys? keys to me. Oh, man, like take And then, no, I, was, I stand yeah. there, and I go, are you fucking serious? And then the guy goes, he was a commercial actor. You see him all over, and he goes... Oh my God, how magical! I'm so sorry. And I go, fuck you. Uh, and I threw my keys but back. No, I should have taken the car. If you take his car, I should have taken the car. And you take his car and you just leave it somewhere where they dismantle it. Like fart in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's what I should have done. But that means you gotta stay in and hold the fart in. You gotta, you gotta hang in there. Wait yeah, a minute, if they give you the keys, is that technically stealing? No. So he just walks you up to you and goes like that, you yeah. just catch it. I thought he gave me his I like how you think. In yeah. court, with the right lord, with, with Gloria Allred. It's a gift. That's he got away. <laughs> it's a gift, right? You, you gift he gave me the, the keys, car. and he said, hey, take it. We did. Here I mean, you go. that guy's probably smart. It's a tax write-off. It yeah. is. <laughs> give your car off. Here's your car. Mm-hmm. And I go to court and said, man, I thought he was giving to me because he saw I was going through some changes in my life. <laughs> he's, he's a famous commercial actor. You know how big that is. He's yeah. a float. I had my car uh, at a hotel. I came back down the next morning and I had to leave. And, and I was like, where's the Volvo, uh, Volvo wagon? And uh, <laughs> Change the story. Use a different car. And, a different car and he goes, oh, yeah. Um, they didn't tell you? And my car was on fucking cinder blocks. My oh. axle broke. Um, my car was fucked. And... They were like, yeah, we don't know. Wait, but I dropped it off at 11. No, And I'm picking it up at 9. They're like, yeah, the, the camera only goes to this point. There's nothing on the, you don't know. And then on the back of the ticket, it's the valet ticket, it says, we're not responsible for any damages yes. incurred. Yeah, so I didn't like your last special. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, and then the, I tried to like get money out of them. They wouldn't give it to me. So they, they just moved it just about the camera. Yeah. He's like, because there's that thing. It broke right money. here. Yeah. And they farted in it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. wow. Wow. So, uh, but I still want to talk about like what the most surreal moment you've had like doing stand up because um, this is I gotta say you know it's we've I've gotten to do some pretty cool weird shit yep. you know and you get to be in private planes and stuff like that like how never done that really never been on a private plane yeah, me neither. Just get on. Uh, Daniel even, the, somebody in the, even somebody in the crowd went what? Really? No, no, just <laughs> did that. <laughs> Y'all have all been, on, y'all all been, right? <laughs> I thought everyone did. It's actually a cool. How app. how crazy do, and weird does shit get? That's what I want to talk about. Like you know, money. See this? There's your money, and there's people with real money. You think you're making money as an entertainer, and you meet the people who hired you. Yeah. The ones say, "Hey man, it's my daughter's birthday. I want to give you two hundred thousand dollars. I'm with my dignity. I shouldn't take this job." Damn, I'm going to take this job. Standing in yeah, somebody's yeah, backyard. So I was in the backyard. I'm in the backyard. What's up got... with swing sets? <laughs> 20 more minutes. 20 more minutes. Fuck it, man. I got to get through. <laughs> you were there. Huh? Dude, you think I haven't performed in somebody's backyard hit, before? Of course I have. They hit me. They hit me behind a tree. 
and said, she's going to be so surprised. She was 12 years old, man. And then I felt like a child molester. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was getting set up. I'm hiding behind this tree at a kid's party. And the dad said, wait right here. I said, oh, if I stay here, I'm the dumbest brother to ever live. <laughs> so for a moment, I almost lost $200,000. Because I thought I did something to somebody. Maybe I took his car in Denver. And this is his way of going, ha-ha, it was funny. Right. So what happens, they said, hey, Misty, Typical, really white name. <laughs> hey, Misty, Sinbad's here. And she started crying with joy. I feel like I was a clown. I wanted to have, I wish I had balloons. At that moment, I just, do I do stand-up? So I did, I did stand-up. I was just, I told her everything she should do with her dad's money. I said, go to college, but don't go to class. Take his cash. That's a great and her angle. Friends, her friends were crying, and the parents were like this. Oh, oh God, I, that was different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she gets weird. I did this TV show with, um, with Raquel Welch, and then when she was with Raquel Welch, she's just, it's like having dinner with Marilyn yes, Monroe. Yes. And so we were at dinner. You were close to her? Was it, we did a show together, yeah. So I was working with her on a regular did she basis. Say your name? What's that? Did she say your name? She's half Mexican. She loved me. It was, she found any party wow. that, uh, that we went to. My dad really put on the move. So I remember dad's like 76, <laughs> but he shows funny. up on the set one day. That's funny, and he, we, I sort of introduced. She drove by in this older, like, white Mercedes. And it's fucking Ronco Welch. My dad was sitting there, and it's, he had the poster on his wall. This is like his, yes. Or just, yes, Raquel yes. Welch. And so. Then I go, hey, Raquel, this is my dad. And he goes, oh, that was you driving by? I've never seen my dad say anything like this. He goes, goes, that was you driving by. I thought it was uh, some 30-year-old chick. No, he didn't. Yeah? No, he didn't. She just goes, oh, well, um, this is your father. What a charming man. And I go, oh, it was amazing. Your I looked at my dad. Chick. Yeah. Goes, I did, you feel, was... did you feel like my dad can get more play than me? I... I just was like, okay, I get it. He can be charming. He's not yeah. a total asshole all the time. Right? He's doing it. And uh, he was great. And then, um, but anyway, with Raquel, we started asking her about like, her experience. She like, took Ted Turner. She dated Ted Turner. Yep. She took Joe Namath to the Oscars. And she's done all these really weird things. So we said, hey, Raquel, have you ever met Michael Jackson? And she goes, yeah. So actually, one time we went um, to the uh, Prince of Jordan's birth, 19th birthday party, and we did some hot air ballooning and falconry. And it's like, they must have each gotten paid a million bucks yeah. or something like that to go to a 19 year old's birthday party in Jordan where they had them do fucking falconry, and you're just there with Michael Jackson. Like, and I know, I know Kristen Chenoweth, and like every celebrity in JLo has like worked for every fucking drug lord. Don't they always, yeah, they always uh, end up Dubai. Figure, yeah, they end up Dubai. figuring out like you're actually yeah. working, working for like mass murderers. Well, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I just you go to was Dubai. singing Bootylicious to a, someone who's killed 200 million people. And then they go like this, I'll never do it again. And people say, you gonna get the money back? And but you know, what's done is done. Yeah. What's done is done. So gonna donate a portion of the proceeds in, in Dubai, to my, my favorite The people charity. that work there live outside. Like in these, they take your passport. So yeah. We built these big Dubai. You see them look at this. See, man, call my mother and help me. And I'm driving by. They go, don't look at these people. I said, dude, hold up. Stop the car. They got no, those brutal. We're not supposed to stop. I said, stop the car. And this girl said, they took my husband's passport because if you owe money, you can't leave. No, they, take, they get people from India yes. and yes. Southeast Asia and they tell them, come to Dubai. You yes. can do these construction jobs. You make and a ton Americans. of money. And, and the Americans. second you land, they take your passport and then you're a slave and you can't get out of that. That other shit is if you get in debt in Dubai, yes. 
Then they take your passport until you pay it off and you have to go to jail. So they had when the economy dipped down, they had a bunch of Ferraris and Lamborghinis like abandoned at the airport because no one wanted to fucking go to jail. Wow. It's a very crazy, crazy place. So well, you know, Dubai, everybody. No, but I'm just saying at its at its height, like and no matter what, like every uh, entertainer has their price to go do some kid's birthday party or whatever it is. Like you can get a corporation can have you come in and do whatever. So you, obviously you're getting ridiculous money can't to do, do it. that. Oh, just you can't one. do any of that. You can't do it. Dude, I just did one. I forgot billionaire with a private island in Canada. He he had his own hotels. He built the island up. He even had fake deer because the deer would look at you, <laughs> and they knew they were gonna get shot. They would just kind of hang out. Like, yo, this is the best gig we ever had. <laughs> I was like this. This is your island. So we came into his island. <laughs> yeah, Greg Filling Games, Stevie Wonder, people singing for his birthday. And you like this. And you thought you had money. I look at entertainers. You thought they had money? I said, you thought you was rich, didn't you? <laughs> and this money came from railroad. It's always some crazy. It's not like yeah, what you think is. It's yeah, always I I had, I had Johnson and Johnson family. Yeah, yeah, I had one train. Yeah. I had one train. How'd you get to one train? And they never tell you the whole story. Like, he killed somebody. Yeah. You can't, that. You can't make money for one train. I but hate those gigs are always bad. Yes. It never works. Always but you're saying but the, there's gross. no uh, price. Like, somebody offers 250 grand to go do a corporate gig. You're not going to do the corporate no, gig. No, because you can go just go on the fucking road and say what you want to say. And just you can say what you want on a corporate gig. Al, I'm one of those weird people. I don't give a shit. I know, but $500,000. Huh? You know, like, there's got to be some... Okay. I like this. that they think there's a number. There is a number. And you just keep going, no. Watch this, no. watch this, watch this. Ladies. I, I'm all my shit's paid off. I want you to hear this for you live. How many women here would not have sex with somebody for $300 million? Well, I think see, men. Yeah, but if yes. they were strippers on the road, no, they no. could sell out theaters. No, but see, they they're not strippers. That money. They're not strippers. I'm a whore. They're not strippers. And I have my stripper gigs that $300 I do. $300 million. Dollars. I'm not going to... Take for three hundred million dollars, a man will take his woman to the house. Quit being selfish. You go in there, do what you got to do, and you get us this money. And I still love you. Bring the bag out first, and you. They, you can't do that with men because we'll do it for a thousand, or free. Just write us a check. We just take the sex. We don't care. So yeah, you're doing gigs. Oh, sorry. I was just saying it's what? Robert Redford. It's <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Where she got mad? Decent promotion. But that was only a million dollars. That was only a million. Look, for a million dollars, you do get mad at your woman. That's a test. Like, would you sleep with this guy for a million? Then she does it. You hoe. No. <laughs> but for 300 million, when she comes out, I love you so much. <laughs> that's 300 million. <laughs> I, just I don't go, care what I, you I don't say. I it that way. If, I don't. Then you're blind. I, I hired a talk. Why can't I just have a difference? <laughs> That's not a difference. Why is it got to be I so I was severe? Like he, he doesn't. He really believes that. He really believes there is no amount. You want to be? I'm not guy. saying. For, I'm not speaking oh, for oh, anybody oh. else. I'm no, not speaking you. for anybody else. You say there's no amount. A guy walked up. Look, man. Look, if I was dead, if I if, no, if everything no, went no, 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 no if, no, if things went down into the shit, no, no, and no, I needed no. the money, no, no, I, I did that on the way up. But once you have your road money, and then you have your dignity, and there's not what a price dignity, you man? can put on. The fact that you're not going to stand next to a fucking tire swing doing your act for some chic. Oh, this is crazy getting a fucking sunburn during my set. 
Do you have any? Well, you gotta have some. You gotta have some fucking dignity. I do have dignity. When he gave me that check, I said, "What are the thoughts that go through your head as you're laying with your fucking sunburned forehead that night? Going, is it was it really worth it? Well, my gig was that night. To do what? And there were tens. Asshole in a Mercedes AMG. It's got a dual clutch. No one's offered him two hundred. No one's offered him two hundred thousand yet. That's like people say, man, I wouldn't do that TV show because no one offered it to you. No, what, what you're saying right now is you're, what you're doing is your, what goes on in your head, no. you're now saying goes I'm on I'm saying what goes on in your head because I'm still in your thoughts right now. You're not. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> you know, no, man, I, no. I, no, I, I did respect, it. I did no, no, it. I respect I, it. No. I, I fucking did a gig one time. It was the 100-year anniversary of this rich person's house, and I stood there. How much, the, you give How much was it? I was, you know, it was like fucking fifteen hundred bucks. That's not, of course not. <laughs> yeah, but I was on my way up. I, I needed yeah, the fucking broke, money. But the second I didn't need that money, the second I didn't need to take a fucking bus anymore, you just cut that shit out of your fucking yeah, life. Let's talk to a real man. Come here. <laughs> I mean, a real man. I got convictions. You're the one fucking tap dancing next to somebody's above ground fucking sweat. I didn't tap dance. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You fucking hold up. Let me help you out. Let me help. Dude, hold up. Let's get this straight. Let's get something straight. Let me let me help out. No, let me help. Let me help. Let me help the bullshit out. When a comic doesn't come on stage, where's he at? Hiding somewhere. When you before you start the show, when you sit in the chair, wherever the stage is at, I don't have to justify. I took the damn money for two hundred thousand dollars. You didn't have to put it behind a tree. I'd have sat with the kids at the little table. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's fun. Hey, and know why I, I say I that? I because I was still doing show. That don't. That I, I got just show. real quick. I just said uh, Sinbad's defense real quick. I had done it for thirty twenty five easy. So uh, two hundred. I'm gonna tell you how I learned this. Okay, please. When I was in at the com, uh, comedy cellar in New York, yeah. uh, the New York Yankees had gone to the World Series. And this was like two thousand or something like that. And I always wanted to go, didn't have the money to go. So it turned out there was some Atlanta Braves fans coming up, and they rented a bus, and they were going to take a bus from their hotel to Yankee Stadium, and they wanted to have a comedian on the bus doing yeah, stand-up. No, 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 no. Brutal. Yes, right. this is the deal. No, and you stay on the bus. No, no. You do stand-up <laughs> on the bus, I'm with you on right? That. Hell no. What do you mean, hell no? You, no. you do it if somebody's... Okay, right. whatever. Right. Let me just finish. You know how many gigs I'll so turn down for get, get, This is a little girl. I said, get on the bus. I'm going to do that show anyway. You do your fucking jokes until you get there, and no. then they give you a World Series no. ticket. No, So they offered it to me and Jim Norton. We're both sitting there going, like, oh, man, that's going to be fucking brutal. You want to go? And we're like hemming and hawing. So I didn't know overnight. He made a decision, and he said no. And I was still on the fence. Like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking do this. So we were all sitting around trashing each other. And I'm making fun of his shirt. And he just, out of nowhere, he just goes, whatever, bus boy. And every, every, every comic just stopped and just went, what? And he goes, Bill Burr's going to do stand-up on a bus. And I was like, I didn't say yes to that yet. And dude, it was a murderous row. It was Patrice O'Neill, Kevin Hart, Rich Voss. Wow. Wow. Jim Norton. I can't even remember. I, I, I can't even. I blocked half of it up. They trashed me. For, they did a headlining set. 45 minutes. They trashed me nonstop. I remember Patrice going like, imitating, going, uh, going, when they introduce you, you're going to come out of the bathroom or you're going to like walk up those stairs. <laughs> then he had me going, uh, oh, and then me finishing my set. These are some of his best was me. And I'd be like standing in the aisle going, thanks a lot, everybody. You've been great. And then I just sit down in the bus and, 
And as everybody goes to get up, I was thinking, oh, good set. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> 45 minutes of this shit. Now, wait a minute. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. This is the end. So in the end, when everybody finally left, and I'm just sitting there like the end of a parade. There's like pollution blowing by and shit. And Patrice just goes, Bill. He stopped choking. There was nobody that goes, Bill, if you want to go to the World Series, buy a fucking ticket. All right? She goes, I will stand in front of that fucking bus. Don't do that. And that was the first time I was like, well, I ought to have some sort of dignity. Where, you know, you come into this business like your hat in your hand, like open mic. Oh, I'm so thankful. You're no, giving you know, me, I, you're giving me stage time. That's what I had coming I into had it. That, man. And then it's this shit where you just like, you just feel like I got to do these awful gigs to build this tough skin. And I, right after that, I never, I never didn't. I took that 45 minute pounding. I was like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? I turned down Tyson tickets. They want me to do part of Tyson. I was like, I'll buy a ticket. I won't go. And Cash, oh, hey, man, this people, man, you want to make a quick 17,000? I said, no, I'd rather make a slow 100,000 somewhere else. This is what I was saying. Like, so we were actually in agreement. Wasn't I not saying this like 20 minutes ago? But I look at it like this. When I did the birthday party, I did corporate gigs for Kmart. I did corporate gigs for like every electronic show. To me, this little girl for me was no different. She was a fan. I didn't see it. Somebody bought me because I said, this is what I'll do. I'll do the time for it. I had fun with her and I actually turned against her parents. So, no, no, and I think it's fine. Made, so, somewhere, in this, two, somewhere in this, it, it made, came across I made, like yeah. I was saying you shouldn't do it. I was just no, saying I, would do it I was just now. saying I wouldn't. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Would you do a commercial? Well, but then again, huh? what little girl could you do a show for? Hey, little bitch. How the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How are you being <laughs> <from>, little bitch? <laughs> Who is he? My act doesn't go well. It just doesn't just work in those situations. You can't bring out the Nazi for the children. Christmas parties and all that. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. We got now, something special, boys and girls. Speaking of, ch- speaking of children, uh, you have kids. You mentioned we were talking about your daughter who's in the music business. Yeah, she's here. She, yeah, she's, she's, she's here. Yeah. And uh, is that pretty much why you're here? Also, yeah, I came like, down. You know, I, I'm like her roadie. You know what? This business, this is funny. In this business, if you have a kid that goes into business, they think your kid has no right to be in the business. Like, if you have plumber and sons or auto mechanic, but when you're entertainer's kid, they go like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your father helped us said. No, she can actually sing. So what should she do? No, I won't sing because my dad's a performer. And I don't want people to think I perform because of him. So I'm like this. Let's just attack them straight at it. Let's just call it Nepotism Incorporated. And all these other people want me to help them? I said, no. I'll help my kid. Because these, these same people don't mind coming to me. Somebody I can open for you. But if my daughter opens, they go like, oh, I see because it's your daughter. I said, you act like that was crazy, what you just said to me. Yes, and she's talented. And right. I, my program is for me to get out the game and them to support me. Because I'm going to have dementia one day. So I'm trying to set up my retirement. That's actually her singing behind us, folks. I love yeah. someone. Uh, she's amazing. I love Wall someone turns. with. with <laughs> <laughs> I, I love someone with an exit strategy. Oh. Hey, so uh, you gotta have an exit your, strategy. Yeah. He's got an exit strategy. You gotta yeah. have the. Gotta I've got it. one. You got one. Sure. How, how you getting up? My whole thing is that I feel like I could walk into any Christian, like evangelical church, yes. yeah, you and just say to the head guy, like, "Hey, could you hire me as your youth pastor?" <laughs> Could you look like, like look at me up and down and be like, yeah, I got to fire two guys, but you're fucking hired, dude. You, you look really cool. We need someone like you. You look right like here. Jesus. You look like Jesus. And that's kind of my thing. Yeah. I'm going to sell everything I own in the end of it, and I'm going to move to a state no one wants to go to, and I'll be able to buy a big house for not a lot of money. Montana. Montana or like Alabama. I they'll like love, it. love you. They'll love you. I love it. Dude, Birmingham, Alabama is fantastic. Yeah. I root for Auburn. It really I get is. Into the it's whole a cool place. Bottle Tree. Down, like I, I, Birmingham is doing. great. Close. Tennessee. Tennessee. Bottle Tree closed down? Close. No shit. Why? What'd they do? It's 
Here it comes. Here it comes. All right. One, one yelp guy. Here it comes. Just a little fucking coward in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I see the hand. Oh, okay. Oh, he's a, he's a big coward. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, really? The bottle tree sucks? Yeah. Oh, that because uh, I met I met those guys uh, that uh, band Fisher Green there. They were good. They were, no, you didn't like them? There yeah. was music there that was good, but the place sucked. Oh, you didn't like the place. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I thought, the pl- I thought the place was pretty good, too. <laughs> Guess you guys like have nice different line? opinions. Yeah, Seems pretty cool. Like the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this place? It's okay. <laughs> Anybody not like it? Anybody think it sucks? <laughs> oh, God. Well, see, Birmingham was... I started kind of comedy down in Birmingham. At, uh, actually, on Homestead, at the, at the uh, comedy club there. When I first... When I, f- I almost quit the first week of comedy. Yeah, he's upset. <laughs> he's already that drunk yeah, at 10 or 7. <laughs> when I started comedy, and I was, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and I said, I'm looking at people, I said, they hate my people. And they come to clubs, man, we love you. Like, they were saying, you're okay, but not the rest of the people. I told my dad, I said, I can't do this. My boss looked, man, just be honest. Would you, whatever you do, just don't change for what your audience was. So I would, I would say stuff, man, and then I think you were talking about us. I said, I was. One guy gave me his Ku Klux Klan card. He gave me his card. And I said... I said I that guy's committed, man. He's, I said, been, he's in that for life. I mean, yeah. Who even Vista Print. That? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me his card. Like it was going to freak me out. I said, dude, you know, everybody got guns now. This ain't 1960, right? And why would you identify yourself? He looked at me and said, but I've been trying to join. And if I could use you as reference... Because I can't get in. I heard you got dental. I heard you got help. I know you got sheets. So I'm just trying. That's so creepy. He came up and gave you that fucking. Yeah, he came thing. to the front. He kept trying to get my attention. Kept trying to get my attention. And he got it. And I tried to write, oh, he's a clan person. I'm supposed to run out. Like, there's five brothers working in the back. He just identified himself. He thinks he's getting to his car. And then I, I got a 6'8 guy named Bubba who's married to a, white, to a black woman like this. I don't think that's funny. So it was wild to watch this big white dude with the beard chase the other white dude down in the parking lot. I said, it's a new day. <laughs> I saw Obama coming from that. <laughs> so back, back to the kids thing real quick. So, uh, yeah. so, so I just really want to know. I just wanted to get to, so you have this daughter that's obviously here singing, but yes. how many other uh, kids do you have? Do you have just one? My son, my son just film, finished film school. He's a, he's a renaissance man. He does film. Music, he did audio engineering. He's like, he's gonna be a bad cat. Because Nick, had, you have a, what, just a one year old and uh, is it 16 months actually. 16 months. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what they're gonna be yet. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you how tell is that? young, he said 16 months, not like almost two years old. So you're in that early age, we still you're like counting a lot. months. Well, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Just, he just sat on a chair. Yeah. Oh, first time. Oh, first time? Yeah. Uh, my wife sent me a pic. It's a big thing for us. But I sort of worry about, I worry about comedy kids, you know, like just uh, growing up. I mean, it's really cool for my, like, uh, you know, friends come over, you come yep. over, you come over. And, Remember when uh, I was over your place and I dumped on your basketball hoop oh major kid think you were was nothing? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, right in I front of his kid, I just, let me see that basketball. ball. Boom! It was amazing. <laughs> so I go, and it was, well, it was at 10, maybe like nine and a half. See, so they had to justify it. No, it was real. No, no, because I said, I go, hey, Lorenzo, lower the hoop so Nick can dunk. And he goes, don't lower it. And just in full clothes, grabs a basketball and two-hand dunks it. And my son was like, 
<laughs> just standing there, mouth agape, just say, thought it was cool as shit. Oh, it's your son. Does well, he he's 12. He gave him hope, didn't he? Was it? Uh, Does he ever ask? Uh, no magical's going to be six hope. foot three. <laughs> Does, so, he ever, uh, does he ever ask about me? Yeah, we talked to him. <laughs> you know what? It's actually funny because we were just talking about it the other day. Uh, <laughs> we were just really talking about it. So I had a 12-year-old and I have a 9-year-old and he has this 16-month-old. Uh, and um, what is it like having comedy kids? And Because, uh, you know, a lot of friends come over, but are they going to grow up weird? I mean, do you, keep them, do you bring them to shows? My daughter, my daughter traveled with me for the time. My daughter and son traveled with the time. They were like four or five. I took them to nightclubs with me because I didn't drink. So they hang out. I said, I want you to look at something. See these holes? Don't beat them. So I was showing I would show my daughter. See that hole? See that hole? That's a hole. So I was training her what not to be. Don't be the hole. Because I don't want to be famous and my daughter be the hole in the club. So I was trying to cut that early. That should be the name of your parental book. See that, that, see that hole. hole. See that hole. He doesn't do the new He doesn't do There's a new thing called T-H-O-T, Thought. That hole over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what, yeah, that's. <laughs> women came with, men can't come up with that stuff. Women are the most vicious individuals that walk the face of this earth. Y'all hate with a vengeance that nobody else. Men, we just hate like, oh man, I'll knock him out, let it go. Women, oh no, she's dead. And they plot, and they plot, and they plot for years. Like, they just look at this, she comes, she comes, I can't believe she's here. Can we see it? Then they all get, can she, I cannot believe. I can, she's in your face, she's in your territory. I said, just like gang wars. But I like women fights. I you know like, the other thing about women is they've got boobs. <laughs> and that makes it good. That's why we accept it. We don't, and men don't. We accept it. So you don't. Well, some you, men. You don't, you, you don't feel just. I think that it's a new day. The kids were uh, growing up quick because they got access to all this nightlife. No, because they. Like I'm, I'm from Michigan. I, they, went, they hung out with me in Michigan. They did. They got a chance to travel and see stuff. Yes, that was cool. They did things I didn't do. But I never gave them that craziness where, first of all, you can't talk stupid to me. You know, you can't, like, this is my car. Like, my daughter said, get out of my room. So I took the door off her hinges, and I took all her furniture. I said, this is your room. You rent. You're a homeless person living in my house. <laughs> so you got to set that level to let them know at any moment they can be homeless. If children always fear, if you, can learn, if you teach nothing, <laughs> teach your child to fear homelessness. <laughs> It works. Mm-hmm. And are they funny? Are they funny, these kids? <laughs> yeah, my daughter is so funny, but they don't want, want to be comedians. Because yeah. they, you know, they, don't, they don't want to do what you do. They want to do something different. So that's why my daughter sings and does all the other stuff. But she's funny. You know the comedian David Feldman? Do you yes. Know? So, so he was telling a story. He had his son in the green room. And I think he was back there with Suli McCullough. Or something oh, yeah, like that. So, so okay. and uh, they're in the green room, and then uh, David goes, I'm going to go on stage. Are you going to be okay back here? And his son's like five. And he goes, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm just going to hang out with the black guy. First joke. That was his first yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And the dad was like, oh, shit. Maybe I should stop bringing him around. Ask Suli about almost going to jail because of me. Suli almost went Su- to jail? Suli was a college student doing extra work on a different world. And you get a college discount for buying computers. So I said, look, I'm going to act like I'm your father buying your computer at UCLA at the bookstore. But you got to go with me. Don't you panic. Don't you mess up this scam. You stay with the scam. He goes, okay. I love how you're on a hit TV show and you're still doing this shit. Dude, that's, the that's, that's half the fun. Not just that. I worked for Apple. They would have gave me one. That's so, what I'm saying. You could have done that route. Why do that? I mean, Steve, one did, thing. did you do Steve Jobs' kid's birthday? No. That's a job no, I was Steve, I freaked Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs and I became friends because I freaked him out. 
There were guys by Apple Maps. It was Muhammad Ali. It was John Cleese. It was me. It was Gregory Hines. And Steve Jobs has, he's one of these guys that if he didn't come up with the program, he was really hard on his employees. I, I got in the elevator one time with his with some employees. He got on, they all ran off. Because he would ask you, what do you do for me? If he didn't like it, he fired you. Yeah, he seems like a total so asshole. Like, yeah. So he did, so I'm, yeah, <laughs> kind of like you. I love all the stuff. No, I mean, I would never do that, but I, always with justification. Always, like, you know, I didn't ask the guy to fucking yell out about the bottle tree. Uh, <laughs> he is still so mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I'm going to see him like tonight. I'm not going to yeah. see him till midnight. He's going to have a couple drinks and be like, that fucking guy. Let's go, let's go. Let's go find that bottle tree guy. Did you ever fire somebody like that, man? Be honest. What's that? Did you ever fire somebody It really wasn't justified but you didn't like him and you was hoping they'd give you reason? Just be no, honest. No, so... no, no, no. Be honest. I'm telling you that I have fired people because I didn't like them, but if I didn't like them, that meant they were shitty, uh, just like this fucking bottle tree guy. <laughs> no, I'm saying that uh, I used to have a company that you would have me meet people just so I could assess uh, whether or not, like you, sir, uh, based on haircut alone, I'm going to have a difficult time hiring you to fucking do anything. And I'm being completely honest with you. That just seems like a questionable choice. Okay, who's horrible? Uh, uh, who, okay, let me look. You wouldn't hire you know nothing about him. Who's horrible? Are these guys here? Who could get in? Who could get in? Blue shirt. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Blue You're shirt. Hired. Yeah. Now they ask you. No, it's not have based you ever, on anything. You ever killed somebody or you ever done some? Sick, <laughs> you ever done some sick stuff? Be honest. Nah, actually. Tell the truth. I mean, real life. We're not gonna tell nobody. Just me and you. No, I'm just. Kidding. Um, anybody with music on their answer machine when I used to call and somebody used to play like uh, and this is a, so I can they would play a song and they knew I was hiring like the kind that's like leave a message but yeah. to start me up yeah or just a... yeah exactly or hey what's up you this is you know it's like a slow jam or anything like that and I just fucking or the one that got you hey hello hello hey it's not me uh, I'm not here fucking you hated that didn't you? Resume in the no pile. <laughs> My voicemail when people call me, it says, Hey, it's Nick. Give me a call back when you get this. And it's literally every time five seconds of silence. Uh, somebody on the other end thinking, I gotta call Nick back. <laughs> it's a funny message. If you, call, if you call my cell phone right now, it says, If you leave me a voicemail, I'm never gonna listen to it. I swear to God, I'm not playing with you. And I delete, I delete all voicemails. I said, text me. I'm not. Who has time? You're driving. Because voicemail, because there's no limit to it. Hey, uh, check this out. Sinbad. Whoa. Okay, I, hope, I was hoping you would. do. I will kill, I'll drive to your house. I'll kill you. Because <laughs> you just messed up my whole day with your voicemails. I got a buddy of mine. His, his outgoing message is so fucking arrogant. He's like, hey, this is Joe. Sorry you missed me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, my day's fucking ruined, you asshole. <laughs> Sorry you missed me. See, I've got to get your number because people love my voicemails. Yeah. I mean, I'd like a sample for you. It'd be like, hey, Sinbad, it's Nick Bad. <laughs> I will come by your house and shoot. Give me a call. <laughs> and you know, people yeah. wait you for him and they get excited. I think it's a, that was, he killed Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about... <laughs> Cosby Show, Different World, and uh, so all of that. And then I read that you were close with um, the Mark Curry as yes. well. Yes. So he's an Oakland comic. Well, Mark, Mark was one of the funny. Mark, I, I was I was headlining after one year, but cast I've been doing it for a while. So they, it was Mark Curry, 
and he had a guy named Richard, man. Richard was like much, Richard was like five foot one, and Mark Curry six seven. And we're working at Berkeley up there in the, in the Bay. And they had to open for me. I said, that's the first cut. I said, yo, I'm going to have to. Mark was funny as hell. And this is what happened with Mark Curry. Mark got the show. You know, you get a sitcom, and people think you're clean. So you get the sitcom, and now he's going to roll. It's filthy. He became Mr. Curry. Mark Curry, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with and Mr. He said, Cooper. And he said yeah. that jacked what he was trying to do. Because I remember Roseanne Barr had her show, and then Ralph's supermarket hired her, and they came to her show, and they were like, we know she was dirty. Did you ever watch her do? You got to watch a comic do stand-up. You don't just hire us because of the TV show. We play fathers and mothers, but we're messed up people. We do a lot of bad things. So you can't just hire us without doing a check, you know, like a, maybe a criminal check. Yeah, that's kind of what Bob Saget, though, did. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. all, he became the guy, like, yeah. I want people, like, you know, he does the... The jokes that he does. But let's go uh, just to, to the Cosby he, he did those jokes before he like, got that gig. Yeah. I want to say, so Bill Cosby has you on. He's the executive producer of A Different World, right? Yeah. So it's a spinoff of the Cosby show. So what's your, like, interaction with him like? What's that going to Well, I got the show because I lied to get... I heard they were doing this, the spinoff. And, you know, the comics warm up the studio. The warm up the studio audience, they never get the gig. There's one comic who's not funny, but he has all the studio warm up gigs and makes all... And it's good money. They, they make a fortune. So any, before money. any like uh, live multi-camera uh, TV taping, there's a guy that does the audience warm-up yeah. who just does audience crowd work, and, and you go out. It's a Jack Nicholson did. impression. Yeah. yeah. Shit. yeah. The, gol- the yes, golfer, yeah, though. There's always a new audience so you can do the same stupid stuff. So I just wanted to get and be that guy so I can tell jokes for Cosby. So they were auditioning people for that job. I walk in, I'm like this. I've done numerous... Shows and I was naming off the shows. It was going good. And I said, I also did Magnum PI. And she said, Wasn't that on location? I said, yeah, But up to this point, how well had I done? And they said, Thank you for coming in. So I walked out. I said, I blew it. George Crosby, his brother, 6'8, who produced for Crosby, said, Man, either you're the lioness cat or you're funny. But I told him to hire you. And that's how I got the gig. And so now the woman who was the exec producer of the show is telling me where to sit and how to act. I said, Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying that I'm a comedian. I really don't care about you. I'm trying to be Bill Cosby. He said, what'd you say to me? I said, no, no, I don't, I don't really care about you. I don't know you. And now she's like, she wants to fire me, but Bill Cosby comes around the corner and said, leave him alone. And he let me warm up, and then he sent me a ticket. Cosby's a strange dude, man. He got, I didn't get my address. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had a ticket to the Cosby show to do the show, and then he put me on, on, on a different world. I was like, damn, this is so I, I fired my manager. Because I didn't need a manager. Because managers like this, I met one day, look, this is a manager of a comic. Look, we got to find the right thing for you. Well, dude, let me read for anything. We know we're trying to find. Well, what do you think is the right thing? We don't know. When it comes, we'll know. I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Our agent's like, we don't know what to do with you yet. I said, but I'm funny. We don't know, man. You're, you're black, but you're light. You're tall. I said, what, what are you trying to say? We don't know where to put you because you're, you're not a regular sidekick. You can't be the little black sidekick that never grows up. You're not the sad black guy. Yeah, I'm not the sad black guy. So, so I, had to write, I had to write my own stuff. I had, I had to go out and start writing my own stuff because they, they would not give me those jobs. So he hooked you up. He got yeah. you this gig. But now, how do you feel about I mean, it's, it's a weird place to end. This one, I'm going to tell you what I feel yeah. about Cosby. Cosby, for me, with all, all I've been around, all I knew about him, I don't know what happened. I don't know what they're saying. Anything is possible. I just know this much. I've seen this man give $20 million to a college. I've seen this man pay for college education for kids who was standing in line at the college registration office, had no scholarship money. He didn't even tell him it was him. He said, I'll pay for those five kids to go to school. 
I've seen that. I said, I've been with him. I saw what he, he did for people. I'm saying now. No, there's no men, doubt he's doing good stuff. So, yeah, so men and women, I said, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. This one doesn't make sense to me. And ladies, I'm not trying to say it happen. But if you say somebody drove me for seven years, did you sleep with seven years or did you keep drinking Kool-Aid for seven years? Like, oh, damn, again? I mean, I'm trying to... Yeah, there's too I'm many trying. women yeah, coming out for us. There's too many women coming out for us. If there was four women, you had, I can almost believe it. 20 yeah, women, I'm like, be where okay. were y'all? Where, this is not good. No woman hit him with a baseball bat. Nobody's father showed up. You mean to tell me nobody clocked him? Because that had been my daughter. Even though it's Bill Cosby, I would have come to the house and knock you out. So I'm like, so for 20 years they said... Yeah, but nobody knew what was happening. Uh, and now they're all coming together. I think it's... Uh, it's I don't want to believe it, but I think it's... Something, if it, if it is... obviously something happening. Something it. happened. I'm, I'm like this, but he can't win because I said... This. Innocent until proven guilty yes. or 57 accusations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you start going like, you know, you know maybe there's or, or uh, this. some uh, fire wait. when there's smoke... I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the thing. I'm just waiting for like. I'll never be able to Sorry, fucking we'll, mentally wrap the, the, the Jello pudding guy. It's, it's fucking. It's, 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 it's just fucking. This is a. It's a weird. We got. It's a weird. Yeah, it's, a, it's a real. It's, we gotta walk this off, man. Come. Uh, <laughs> on this Hold up. I need to hide behind a tree right now. And, yeah. my mind. and I, before we do go, I just want to let you know that it's been nice having you here. I really appreciate everything you said. Thank you. I thought you let me go. I am. Uh, that's what I was getting to. Uh, yeah, it's been determined that uh, this is going to be your last podcast. I work with yeah. Jesus. I work with Jesus and a Nazi. <laughs> Nick Thune, ladies and gentlemen, let him Sinbad. Pilfer, I'm Al Madrigal. Uh, allthingscomedy.com. Make sure you check it out, see what we're doing on there. All Things Comedy. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you.